Deep Thoughts Podcast is a podcast recorded every Tuesday live at twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo. Deep Thoughts is a fan-made podcast and all articles are credited within the podcast as well as in the show notes. All statements said within the podcast are purely opinionated statements. More information about the podcast can be found at twitter.com slash Ryan Kubo. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey guys, how's it going? Ryan here, back with another episode of Deep Thoughts Podcast number eight where me and my co-host here, Pixel, talk all things big picture Twitch news. Um, pretty short episode today, guys. I will be honest, there's not a ton of news that's been going on in the world of Twitch. Uh, Pixel, or, Pixel and I were kind of talking about it off stream, and we realized it's probably because they're saving stuff for TwitchCon. But oh, yeah. uh, speaking of Pixel, to mm-hmm. my left here is your favorite co-host, your only other co-host <laughs> besides me on this podcast. <laughs> I'm the best and the worst co-host. Yeah, it's just the default that happens, homie. Uh, Twitch.tv slash pixel underscore pusher 101. How's it going, Pixel? It's going pretty good. Yeah, like you said, there's not too much news to talk about this week. It's been pretty light. Yeah, I I, I guess in a way it's kind of a good thing, right? It means that there's no drama. um, It's true. But also it means that there's no you know, cool features coming out or something like that. And they have to just be saving something for for the big TwitchCon, which is now in less than a month. Yeah, it's like it's it's becoming real. It's like three and a half weeks away, and it's like the excitement is palpable. Nice, nice. And as you guys know, like I, we've been mentioning on the podcast earlier, Pixel will be at TwitchCon 2018 on the yeah, ground the floor, yeah, mass tweeting all information and news that happens <laughs> at the convention. Uh, dust off my Twitter profile. Yeah, as for me, I'll just be here uh, recording another podcast by myself. Uh, before we get into the news, though. Um, just kind of wanted to talk about a couple of announcements that we have going on. We are finally on iTunes. We talked about this briefly last week, but uh, just wanted to kind of mention it again that we are finally officially on iTunes. It was like we were on it last week, then we got off of it because of some weird things with like artwork and stuff. Like we up- updated the artwork and stuff for our Twitter and for um, the iTunes and anchor and stitcher and all that stuff so then it got like had to get resubmitted and reviewed but it's good it's automated now we don't have to touch it everything is fine it is on itunes we already have about a hundred subscribers just on itunes alone which uh, if you guys didn't know you guys can choose to download the episodes on your own or if you do subscribe it will automatically download the next episode to your ios device so amazing Thank you guys for that as well. Um, yeah. Remind, remember to leave us a five star review if you do download on iTunes and write like a little blurb. Anything really, uh, those reviews really help. Basically, what happens is it helps our uh, SEO out. So when people do search for Deep Thoughts or Twitch or something like that, our podcast will be bumped up to higher search results because we have actual user reviews and they're all curated. Um, second of all, before we get into the news, we are now uploading the vods. I finally decided, you know what? I'm just going to start uploading the vods of the Twitch streams slash recordings of the podcast over on my YouTube channel. Um, So those will be um, available there as well in all their entirety. No edits, all awkward pauses, (laughs) the awkward intro in, the awkward outro out. It's all there, guys. It's all there. Um, Those are in video format if you guys are audio listeners listeners and want to check that out as well to just see what we look like or see how different the experience might be from audio to video. But you can check that out at youtube.com slash Shigeos, S-H-I-G-E-O-S, Twitch TV, all all lowercase. And that will also be in our show notes down uh, down below. You can check out the links uh, there. 
Um, but yeah, also last, last thing before we get into it, just wanted to mention as well, just what our upload schedules and stuff are. Cause that, cause that can be kind of a little bit confusing for some people. The mm. VODs for Twitch and for YouTube are pretty much, uh, an hour after the show ends, I edit them down and they should be uploaded and good to go within an hour or so. Um, the audio is then ripped from those VODs and then placed onto Anchor, which would be available in 30 minutes or so uh, after the show. So for any audio listeners listeners on Anchor or on YouTube or Twitch VODs, you'll be able to see it immediately. Unfortunately, though, there is a 24-hour delay when submitting it to other podcasting networks. So for example, Stitcher, iTunes, and fingers crossed, hopefully within the next week or two, Spotify. That takes about 24 hours or so to just make sure that the episode's clean, that the podcast RSS feed hasn't changed, et cetera, to verify it. And that should automatically download to your phones if you are subscribed. So, you know, don't want to sell us out too much, but please, please, please subscribe to the podcast. I had a couple of uh, IRL friends tell me like, hey, man, really liked episode four, but when's the next one? I'm like, dude, (laughs) there's been like three more episodes (laughs) since then. And unfortunately, they just didn't know that you could subscribe. They were downloading the episodes individually. So just oh, subscribe. Wow. It makes it a lot easier on you if you don't want to miss out on an episode, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah, with that said, we are finally at the big topic of the week. Pixel and I are getting dim sum on Saturday for his birthday. I'm yeah. actually so hyped for this. This is actually the last, <laughs> last, last piece of news, guys, okay? But Pixel <laughs> is turning 24 on... <laughs> actually, he already turned 24 Last week, he's not actually turning 24, but that's what we're saying. He's 24. Uh, Last (laughs) week end. So happy birthday to you, Pixel. Thank you. Our plan is, I believe, to go get dim sum. Yeah. uh, yeah, Somewhere up where he lives. So, yeah, it's going to be so bomb, dude. I'm actually so hyped for this because I haven't had dim sum in like three years. I haven't had dumplings in so freaking long. Like, I am so stoked for this. Like, it's one of my favorite things. Exactly. Especially this place we're going to. It's going to be amazing. I, I, I promise you. I mean, I believe you, man. I'm driving up pretty early, pretty far. I got it all on my Google Calendar and stuff like that. I'm ready to go. So yeah, check out um, in Twitter.com slash Ryan Kubo, Instagram.com slash Ryan Kubo, so that you can check out all the stories <laughs> and updates from that day uh, and so that you'll be able to know what is going on with that. Anyway, though. Cool. To the actual news. First topic of the day. More extensions have come out for the developer rig for Twitch extensions. Uh, Basically, for a lot of people, this will not pertain to many of you, but basically they have coded and made the program that makes Twitch extensions called developer rig um, a lot easier and a lot faster and making the workflow basically more intuitive and reduce the startup time and the coding for all these Twitch extensions, which is always a good type of thing. You can go look up more information for this at Twitch Dev on Twitter. That's T-W-I-T-C-H-D-E-V, all lowercase. Um, I'm not a programmer, per se. I don't know, Pixel, your background in programming at all, or if you've delved I'm... in this a little bit. I'm just like a beginner, honestly. I've I've dealt with coding before, so this is kind mm-hmm. of interesting in, in that this is a really rapid way of developing an extension. It's not like pure coding. It's not like opening up like a notepad and just like typing stuff out. It's a lot of visual stuff uh, to go along with this to mm-hmm. help you um, build things. And there's templates and things like that too. Just a lot of stuff that helps you get an extension off the ground a lot quicker, Yeah, which is what I'm noticing. Yeah, it man, coding is so much different nowadays than what it used to be. Like, I don't know, let's say like mm, 
like 10 years ago or whatever it just like it mm. seems very temple like in a good way you know like it's introducing a lot more people to coding or whatever but it's just very like templatey you know what i mean and like very oh, yeah. like like it, it kind of reminds me of like early squarespace or like mm-hmm. Yeah, just Squarespace, right? Where like you could just like make a template and then didn't really need to know coding, but it kind of tricked you into knowing coding. Like it, you know what I mean? Like it kind of taught you coding, but it was really just dragging and dropping stuff, you know? Yeah, and it's kind of like a blessing and a curse. Like it helps people right. learn how to code. It's not the best way to code because sometimes you need something uh, created from scratch in order to be like the most efficient mm-hmm. in some way, or you need to like have something being calculated like really quickly um but this is just a great way to rapidly create something like for better or for worse right you know it's it's great it's, it's like a bunch of lego blocks that you can just kind of piece together and create something amazing i know yeah no i totally agree my whole experience with coding came from myspace <laughs> you know like learning how to okay. code from there so i mean it's like it's way different now you can't even do that anymore in most yeah, of these websites yeah. but kind of the topic i wanted to talk about this because you know i'm not a coder but you know more of the extension thing it seems like twitch has really been pushing i feel like extensions and mm-hmm. they're obviously here to stay because they're at least going to circumvent some type of money i've noticed recently that there's also a lot of um just extensions where you pay in bits to play like these little mini games i don't know if you've seen those i haven't they're pretty they're pretty interesting they're little panels or overlays on the stream and it's like the uh the streamer sets how much they want to put into it so they can say like 50 bits per play which is like let's say 50 cents right and it's Mm -hmm. like a little game like flappy bird but then it also apparently like pays huh. out money, but in bits, so not real money. But so I don't really know how it works. It's kind of weird. Um, I know there's also like those, you know, that virtual pet thing, that virtual pet extension that you've seen people have sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna also add microtransactions to that, where you can like feed okay. the pet or pet pet the pet or like dress the pet in a certain way, and it will give it like cosmetic clothing, and it'll be like so and so bought this doll, like this. Twitch emote address and like puts an address hunt for a hundred bits. It's really weird because per, for me personally, I love I love extensions, but I only use two. I use the Hearthstone deck uh, tracker extension, mm-hmm. which shows my deck playlist and stuff on stream, and you guys can interact with that. And also, I obviously use the Twitch Prime uh, sellout button, right? Where if you hover over the screen, it says <laughs> if you have a free Twitch Prime or not, and you can su- subscribe, right? I use those yeah, two yeah. extensions, but I feel like a lot of people don't use Twitch extensions. Um, I feel like that too, actually. And I was just wondering what your take is on Twitch extensions, what you thought of them. What do you think about these new developer models that are coming in where it's a lot of like paying with bits and stuff like that? What, how do you feel about it, you know, in general? Um, I'm a little iffy on that. Like when you first mention these games where you have like uh, a thing where you put in bits and it can pay out bits, it sounds kind of like a gambling system. And I don't know how I feel about that being put into Twitch at all. Like, I feel like a lot of its users are resistant to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if they put money into something, I think they uh, that a lot of them will expect um, something of greater value to come out of it. Like, I don't know. I just don't think that it's the right audience. But maybe I'm wrong, you know? Right. I mean, you know, I, I, I feel see... like it's going to get shut down pretty quick. But sorry, continue. Yeah, I mean... I, I look at things like Fortnite. You, you see how expensive those skins are. Like, so, I mean, people can... I wasted $20 have, have... on that stupid game recently. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to talk and, about you know, it. <laughs> like, people have the money to spend on these things. It's just that, like, whether they get the value um, out of it. 
like they see these skins these they're great skins and you know they're probably worth the money for a lot of people mm-hmm. it's just i don't know if these extensions are providing that kind of value it's just like kind of those quick hits of gambling you know high yeah i mean so, yeah I, so i i don't know for that extension specifically i don't know if it's really going to fly um but yeah extensions in general i i i've been struggling to think of an extension that would be useful for a viewer mm-hmm. to enhance the, the the experience or what most of the time you're probably paying attention to the streamer itself rather than messing with the extension right so you're just going to be you're going to be enjoying just watching it i mean if you're watching tv or something like that do you really just i don't know play a game on the side I mean, some people do but like i kind of want to just watch whatever's there and chat i don't want a third thing to like have to interact with to you know pass the time if i have to pass the time i'm probably in the wrong channel because right. i'm bored <laughs> no yeah i agree like there's this one game they have on there that's like a mining like a mining game it's like a game where like you click like cooking a kind of like cookie clicker and you just uh-huh. click right and it's like why well, is this even like extension panel in this right yeah um I, I do agree with you, though. I feel like the best extensions that are on Twitch are kind of like... So I kind of uh, equate it to like when you're watching football, right? Like when you're watching a sport, let's just say football, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just the football game, right? Like below, there'll be little pop-ups for like what the score is. Maybe like every once in a while, they'll zoom in on a player and then all his stats will come up on the side. And it's like, this is guy's yeah. a, yeah. a linebacker. Here's his stats for the season. And there's people commenting over it. Like the most successful Twitch extensions are that, right? Like the Hearthstone deck tracker. You guys mm-hmm. want to you can mouse over like you don't have to say hey what does that card do or what did you just do again you can literally just mouse over and kind of see what it does so like oh can i have your deck yeah, code yeah. what do you use or for overwatch instead of saying hey what rank are you in overwatch or hey how's your win how's your win rate tonight like there's literally extensions where you can kind of hover over and see their stats for the night or see what heroes they play and i feel like those are the most useful extensions but i agree with you that there's a lot mm-hmm. of extensions out there um or, or even like the Spotify ones, right? Like there's ones that like show your most recently played song on Spotify. Like just it, th- those are useful. But I feel like there's a lot of yeah. extensions out there that kind of I just question mark a lot because it's just why, you know what I mean? Right. Like why does this exist? Yeah. Like um, there's a Streamlabs one, and it's like every once in a while, like a little chest will pop up, and you can click in and get in in point currency for Streamlabs for that viewer. Like I've never I see so many people have that extension, and no one's ever utilized mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just, I, I like your point that an extension should enhance the viewing experience. It should be like an, an extension of an the extension. stream. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, like things that provide more information about the, the stream itself, like whether it's about the, the person streaming or their game or their record for tonight, like those are all like good things to have. And it's like it's it helps because it also reduces the amount of questions that you get in chat too. Like, how are you doing tonight? Like, how is your record tonight? That kind of thing. So that that also helps because it takes um, it gives more um, time for the streamer to just do their own thing instead of having to answer the same questions over and over again. Yeah, exactly. I would love to hear if anyone wants to and is listening, tweet at us or. Um... You know, shoot us an email. It's in the show notes as well. But like, tweet us and let us know like what you use extensions for. Because I'm really curious. Because I love extensions. I'm always checking to see new ones. But mm-hmm. then there's so many streamers out there that are just like they don't re- like. I use the schedule one, which I don't really keep track of. Sorry, guys. Um, I use the Prime <laughs> one for my overlay and the Hearthstone overlay. But besides that, I don't really use that many. 
And I feel like if the ones I do see are like the same ones over and over again, but there mm-hmm. seems to be so many extensions where um, they're just not being utilized. And I'm kind of just like, I feel like it's almost like these programmers or developers just made this to practice. Like as, a, as if there's no like drafting <laughs> system for the Twitch extensions for some reason, they have to submit it or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because some of them are just very half-baked or just like, I, I don't get it. Uh, as far right. as the bits paying for bits type of thing i just i just don't see like for me i would never use it you know what i mean mm-hmm. i don't see what purpose it serves besides just like i will say this first we're all streamers we all would love to make money off of this but it does mm-hmm. feel a little bit more of like I, I shouldn't say scammy but it's just it i don't know another word to put to put there but it's just like why would i play why would i play flappy bird on your on the browser for 50 cents when i can just go to another browser window and play flappy bird for free because there's because because i give you bits not really i'm already taking a what 20 percent cut when i purchase the bits i'm giving Mm. the now i'm inserting it into this flappy birds game where the developer takes 30 percent of that 50 cents of bits and then 30 and then 30 cents goes to the stream like you know 20 cents goes to the streamer itself i would rather just donate those bits if i did bits in the chat you know what i mean just just do that it just seems so much more simpler and easier so i don't i don't from what i've seen and once again, guys, tweet at us if like you're a developer for one of these things or if you've seen more intuitive ones. I haven't seen a compelling reason to use these extensions for people to donate bits to me and like they offer something like worthwhile. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't go into any streamer like, yo, did you check my Twitch pet down below? It's pretty sick, right? You can donate like who cares? No one cares about those things. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? No streamers promoting that or whatever. Like why would I want to buy it a microtransaction like piece of clothing that stays on it for 10 days or something? Right? Like, why would I promote that when I could be promoting my own channel and the things that I offer on that? Or literally just say, donate me bits in my channel. <laughs> right? Yeah, know, you're right? already going through Twitch's level of cutting, of getting a cut of the bits, and then now the Twitch devs, Twitch developer getting a cut of the bits, and then it goes to you, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. If I, and yeah. if I'm there, I'm in that channel to support the streamer. You know, if I enjoy their content, I'm going to use those bits on them instead. I'm not going to spend it on a game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it feels like it's almost like a waste, right? I, I mean, I, I could be using, you know, pretty harsh words like, but yeah, those, those bits, they cost a lot of money because Twitch has to take their own cut yeah. and less goes towards the streamer. Like, why would you cut that even further? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I will say, you know, shout outs to bits though. I really do enjoy them and it is a good product in the sense that there's no way for it to get charged back. Twitch yes. is on this side of the streamer 99% of the time. So I understand why there is a big, large cut in processing fee for all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like bits are, bits are great. You know, I, I thought they were, you know, kind of um, sus when they first came out and like, mm-hmm. Oh man, Twitch is taking such a huge cut out of uh, every single payment. But it turned out to be of great value to a lot of people because it was easy. It was non-refundable for the streamer, which made mm-hmm. it way more popular. And plus you get like a badge for it. Like, you know, these are nice little pluses for buying bits and, you know, for yeah. a lot of people it's worth it. Kind of going on a side note as well, this kind of just popped in my head. I think we're pretty much moved on from the extension dev blog thing, yeah, but um, I do want to say that ever since Bits has come out, it's been pretty incredible to see how well Twitch has monetized their own um, company and how they're able to keep um, the money 
flowing directly to Twitch. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is you do not see nearly as many people just straight up donating anymore. Like donating just seems so archaic. Like honestly, I didn't mm-hmm. think that bits like I didn't think bits would replace donating, but it essentially has. And on, has, and on yeah. top of that, ever since community gifting has come out, oh, that yeah. has trumped um has trumped even bits, I feel like. Oh yeah, like it's it's actually amazing like how well they've been able to cut like PayPal donations out of the out of this game essentially. So with like community gifting, like it's it's an event. Like when oh, you yeah. see someone just drop like fifty bucks on like uh, on ten subs, like it's it's huge. Like yeah, it's fifty bucks. Subs, you're spamming that chat with like these messages, and it's like everybody notices. Mm-hmm. That's and that's the important part is that everybody sees that you're being generous. Yeah, I, I love yeah. it. I mean, uh, recently I did my first community gifting to a streamer. Uh, who was celebrating their three-year partnership. And mm-hmm. I didn't do many. I did like five or whatever, but it was really cool. You know, it's really cool to like, yeah. I, I donated. It was 25 bucks. She gets five more subs. It's also was September at the time. So if they wanted to, they can resub for a dollar. I gave yeah, five yeah. random plebs in chat, like emotes. And like, actually two of the people, two of the people, all five of them immediately added me in chat. And we're like, dude, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And actually mm-hmm. three of them have since come back into the chat since I've gifted those subs and have recognized me and been like, Hey man, how's it going, man? Still using my sub. These emotes are sick. And we've, we've actually been chatting and stuff like that. So, That's I great. mean, it's really cool. I'm, you know, don't, it's, it's just crazy. Cause um, I, we were like, you and I were watching a stream earlier today and I won't mention the stream name, but you were saying that you missed a certain sound alert that came from this streamer. <laughs> and then all of a sudden yeah. the sound alert came on and it was from a donation. Uh-huh. Right. It was from a physical like PayPal donation. Yes. And then ever, and then I was like, Oh sick. He has, yeah, you know they have it still they have that donation sound so that's awesome and then like i never heard i continued to watch for the next hour never heard that donation alert that alert sounding and no one true. everyone was gifting or doing bits yeah mostly gifting so subs true. mostly gifting subs to be honest bits are almost archaic at this point yeah like that's why i started thinking like oh my god he got rid of this you know alert sound mm-hmm. and it was because he attached it to a, a paypal donation and they were just so rare now yeah I, I don't ever really see them in the streams that I watch, like maybe once in a blue moon. It's really strange. Yeah. So, you know, good job, Twitch, for keeping keeping that in the family. Yeah. Um, you know what? I got to hand it to them. You know, they're they're making a product that people want, that people are paying for, and that they're happy to pay for it. Everybody's winning here, and that's the important part. No one feels like they're getting, you know, um, screwed in any way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like everybody's winning, and that's like the important thing. Right. Um, kind of moving on to kind of segueing into our next topic. I couldn't find the article about this, but I saw someone tweet it out and then it disappeared. So, but I know that it's out there. I just couldn't find it before the show, but they are apparently extending September up until October 16th. But if you oh, are great. a, if you are a first time sub to the channel, you've never subbed before. So unfortunately this doesn't count for people who get, obviously this, work, this does not work with gifted subs, by the way. But you, you yourself have to physically subscribe to the person, right? Uh, it will be half off for the first time that you personally subbed. So unfortunately, if you've subbed in the past like eight months ago and then you sub again, you won't get half off. But if it's like your uh-huh. very first time in a channel and you sub, all subs are half off. So tier one is 250 tier two is 5 
and tier three is twelve fifty, at least for the first month. And that is apparently going from October 1st to October 16th. So keep that in mind as well, guys. Is that something that the, that's on the uh, Twitch blog? It or, should be uh, on the Twitch anywhere? blog, yeah. Like they updated the September thing with it or something like that. But I mean, that's oh, okay. all the information that I have with it so far. But I just kind of wanted to mention that before we moved on to our next topic. Cool. But um, next up, just quick, a little topic before we kind of get into the meat and juices of the podcast tonight is... um. October is here, the month of October. And uh, with the month of October, we get free games with Twitch Prom. Good yeah. thing they took away our ad block because these games are lit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so upset, Twitch. Why'd you do that? Oh, I'm, I'm so upset. <laughs> we have four games. All of them probably don't have ads, luckily. Um, but, you know, they're free. And <laughs> really glad that these games are out. Um, Darksiders Warmaster Edition. Uh, Soma. Uh, Sanitarium? Sanitarium, yep. And System Shock are the four games that are free with Twitch Prime this month. Um, I, I, I Honestly, I don't know anything about these games except for a little bit of Soma. It's like a mm-hmm. horror game. And then System Shock? I think actually, Pixel, you would enjoy System Shock. System Shock is a pretty old game. I think it came out either like the early 90s yeah. or late. 80s yeah, and this like is like that. an updated version. It was really creepy. I remember being really scared yes. with it when I played my dad. When I played with my dad. Yeah, there's. I remember there was a recent remake. Not recent, but it was like late 90s or, late 90s or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, System Shock 2. Uh, it was like a first-person shooter. It was really, really creepy. It was actually like really well done for, for its time. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but I can see you streaming that game. <laughs> System Shock? Like, I don't know why. I'll have to take a look at this because I don't know if I've ever um, looked into playing the first one. Wait, the first person system shock has a, this is, Oh, you mean like just the original non-enhanced version? Yeah. Like, okay. wait, this is the enhanced version. This is like, um, like a remaster of the original system shock, right? Just like graphical updates. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not like, yeah, like a part two or anything or a sequel or a spiritual mm-hmm. successor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, you know, my question for you with this October Twitch Prime thing, I feel like we talked about this last month as well, but, you know, one of the things that I don't like about this, and we just talked about how Twitch keeps it in the family, but, um, you know, one of the things I don't like is that when I download these games, I have to, they open in my Twitch desktop app, which I never use, by the way, so then I have to update mm. my desktop app, and then I have to have that open if I ever want to play these games, and I wish they, I could just add them to Steam or add them somewhere else, or they just give you a Steam code mm-hmm. maybe or something, that would be really cool, but they're obviously not going to do that. My question yeah. to you is, like, you know, there's the Twitch games you get for free, and there's the Twitch Prime loot. How many Twitch games have you honestly actually played? Probably like one. What was it? Do you remember? Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, like that's a bad thing because like it's it kind of it's kind of weird. It's like, oh, these are great. It's free. I just claim them all, and then I never play them. Yeah, I have like seventy games or some eighty games or something in my Twitch Twitch library. I've never played. Like I don't even remember, I don't remember what I actually have on them. Let me just open up my Twitch app. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I'll I'll do a little bit of talking. Um, I know that it's updating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us about Soma though. You were you were saying that was I remember we talked about this a little bit off stream. You're saying Soma is pretty interesting. What's that all about? Yeah, yeah. So Soma, if you haven't played Soma, I would say this is an amazing suspense thriller horror game. Um, okay. It's very very atmospheric. Um, it's got a great story. It, it makes you think. Um, so 
I don't want to give too much away because it's actually a very, very um, well done story. Like the atmosphere is great and you, you should go into it without knowing too much about it. Um, but I promise you this, this game is one of the few horror games that I've seen and played that have, it, it has a very um, satisfying ending to it. Okay. Satisfying and people may may disagree with this, mm. but I found the the storyline to be very satisfying, even though it might not be what you want to happen. Interesting. Now it's it's hard okay. to describe. As somebody who is not a um fan of horror games, <laughs> aka me, what would you say to me then? Would you say that this is a good game? Would you say I probably wouldn't like it? What 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 is your take on it? Um, I would probably try to, um, if you don't like horror games, it's kind of going to be a hard sell, Okay. but I would try to focus on the storytelling aspect and the atmosphere itself. Okay. If you like being immersed in a world, um, it's, it's very, very well crafted. Okay. Okay. It's, 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 it's very creepy. There's, there's a lot of, um, there's not so many like jump scare moments which okay. is something that i appreciate yeah it's kind of like more of like a psychological horror where it's okay. kind of like these, this, this very tense atmosphere gotcha okay um, i mean that's good to know because i need to get ready because team selvato who made doki doki literature club mm-hmm. uh they updated their doki doki literature club game and in the game there's an easter egg that says 2018 in it so i'm hoping that Ooh. the new one comes out but i heard it's going to be a first person like horror type of game in a uh, prequel to it, so I'm I'm like, all right, I need to get ready because <laughs> I'm gonna play it on stream and I'm gonna poop yeah. myself if I'm scared. So I got to get used to playing these stupid games. <laughs> so, all right, so much. Anyway, did you get your Twitch updated by any chance? Yeah, let me right. just take a look at what I've got here. Yeah, take a gander if there's any noticeable games or anything in there. I would be really interested to actually see. Let's see which ones did I get. Why don't I have Pillars of Eternity? I already have like another version of that. Yeah, I noticed that too. Is like a lot of the games that I received were like, oh, I already have these games. You know? Yeah. Like I well, hey, I actually have System Shock 2 in here. Okay. Yeah. All right. You already have it in there. Nice, um, nice. Okay, I've got like uh yeah, like these are all like good games. I just haven't really gotten around to playing them. I've got uh Broken Age, I've got um let's see. Manual Samuel, that's actually kind of fun. Oh yeah, I remember that game. Uh, let's see, I've got Super Hot. If you like, um, like those kind of arcade style games, mm-hmm. um, Tales from the Borderlands. I heard that's really good. Um, yeah, these are just like games that are that I just kind of have a a slight interest in, and I just I I claim them just because. Oh yeah, you know, down the line I might play them. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem is there's no games that are, like, super compelling from what you just listed. Like, yeah, they're cool games, but it's like, mm-hmm. I, like I'm not, like, jumping, you know, with excitement. Oh, man, I got you know what I mean? I got to play these yeah, games. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it's kind of disappointing. Like, it's cool. Whatever, Twitch, you give us free stuff. I like that. It's cool. I mm-hmm. get it. That Like, it's not going to be, like, you're not going to give everyone, like, a free pu- copy of PUBG or something. You know what I mean? Or a free copy yeah, of the new Assassin's Creed game. I get it. I get it. You know, but 
at the same time it's like kind of wish this went away and not the ad thing but you know whatever yeah. you know <laughs> what, what can you do it is what it is unfortunately but uh yeah yeah if you guys want to those are the games for um this week for or this month of october remember to redeem those those were darksiders war master edition uh, Sanitarium, Soma, and System Shock. Just kind of realize that they all have a kind of a horror theme vibe to them as well. And it is October, yeah. so I guess that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just, yep. ki- just kind of realize that. 400 IQ. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, next topic of the podcast, guys. Uh, no article for this one, but just wanted to kind of briefly talk about something that we've talked about probably literally every single podcast episode, and we're hoping that it it's over by... Uh, by the end of this or whatever of this discussion <laughs> but we wanted to just briefly talk again about the IRL and creative changes it has been a week since IRL has gone away and has split into the 10 corners of Twitch as 10 different categories you know ASMR cooking um beauty and makeup uh you know art music etc 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 Mm-hmm. And that IRL, uh, just the cameras have become just chatting. We got pushed to now uh, talk shows and podcasts instead of just gaming talk shows. And it's been about a week. Uh, and I just kind of wanted to get uh, Pixel's opinion. And then me, I could also briefly talk about it as well. But what your experiences have been, Pixel, with um, the changes? Have you found that you were watching certain IRL streamers less? Are you seeing that it's harder to find certain streamers? Um, are you seeing any streamers that you do watch in non-gaming sections have a little numbers dip? Um, what have you seen from all this? What is your takeaway? And then what is overall your final takeaway, at least a week, initially a week into this? Well, how do you mm-hmm. think the future will pan out? I, I mean, it's, it's kind of like what we expected. Um, I, I was talking about this last week where it was more of a benefit for the viewer mm-hmm. um, where they can find whatever they want. It's just built for them. Right. But the thing is, the streamer who might specialize in something that's like less popular, they're going to get less visibility. And I think we've seen that um, with a few streamers. Um, Those that used to take advantage of IRL, they would get a lot more traffic just because there were more more eyes. Mm -hmm. But now that they're uh, forced to um, tag themselves as a certain category, they're getting fewer and fewer views. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've seen that it, can hurt a streamer so like there's definitely definite pros and cons to it um so i don't know this is like one of those things we'll just have to wait and see i think a week is still a little bit a little too course too little time and there's one major thing that still remains to be seen and that is whether twitch is going to enforce being in the wrong category right and I don't know if we've seen that yet because there are, there have been instances <laughs> we haven't already. I'm just I'm just letting you know right now we haven't. I've seen specific yeah. streamers be like I like I've had a specific like there's specific streamers where like they literally have clips of themselves and they're like, well, technically my thing can be in makeup, it can be mm-hmm. in art, it could also be in just chatting. So I'm mm-hmm. just gonna bounce around to all three categories and see which one gets the most traffic. I've seen some people yeah. that should be in you know, uh, certain categories as well. And they're just in just chatting yeah, and they haven't, it, they haven't been told anything from what I know about Twitch and they had staff members in their chat, like just chatting and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah. Know, yeah. And, and I've seen streams that actually cannot be categorized in any of these, which is really interesting. Yeah. So they're just in just chatting. Yeah. And I feel like that's where a lot of people kind of default go to is just chatting. Mm-hmm. 
I think one of the weird things is too that I've noted. I recently, because I really like traveling outdoors. Uh, there's been a handful of streamers that, and one of my uh, personal good friends here on Twitch also goes to uh, travel and outdoor. So I thought that was pretty in, uh, interesting. But I realized that when you mobile IRL stream on the Twitch app, it automatically puts you in travel and outdoor when you like really go from the actual mobile app. So then the funny thing is, like, I see a bunch of people on there that are like young people. <laughs> Who are just playing Fortnite and their phone is just pointed towards their TV, yeah. <laughs> and it because they don't know that they're in the wrong category, they just like kind of start their stream and it just auto starts them in there. So that was kind of funny yeah, to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think long term? Like, I know, like you said, it's a little bit too early to tell or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, what do you think long term? Do you think that this will be healthy or beneficial to them? Or because here's here's what I've seen. I've seen stream numbers from various other streamers take a hit but then at the same Mm -hmm. time really depending on the category they're in um i've seen numbers from smaller streamers grow um i know a stream where this guy's been personally streaming in asia for about a year probably only Mm -hmm. had about 15 to 20 viewers in irl very loyal Mm -hmm. fan base and ever since he's gone to travel and outdoor now um, he's bumped up to about 75 to 80 and he just applied for partnerships. So I have seen, you know, those people grow and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and yeah. I have seen some of the streams grow up uh, the, the big, I feel like the big top streamers, if they have mm-hmm. some niche stream, they're not growing, but if they yes. have a, but I feel like all the mid tier partnered or not partnered streamers and low tier streamers are benefiting from this. What, what do you think the long-term effects, uh, of this is going to, what do you think is going to happen? It's, it's really going to be a problem for the smaller streamer who is trying to build an audience. If you are trying to go into like some sort of uh, niche area, it's, it's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's going to be the, the, the big hurdle. And I think it's probably going to be a bigger hurdle now. Um, it's, it might be that we're going to see a lot of experimentation probably, just kind of bouncing from one... Uh, category to another just to see if uh, one thing will stick or not um but uh, yeah i think that's really just the main thing is just they it's, it's those small streamers yeah they're um, they're going to be the ones that are taking the hit here and i don't know i don't know what the answer is yeah i mean for me playing kind of like devil's advocate it's one of those things where it's like well then you got to make your content even better i think also kind yeah. of you know, in also kind of to jump off of that as well, I think that's also what the tag system is supposed to be for, mm-hmm. right? Because even if your place, even if your stream is, your stream category is dead or maybe super mm-hmm. saturated, if you put yourself under something else, then right. technically a bunch of other people will show up in the search results along with you. And that still trickles down mm-hmm. when people search for that. So, but I totally get what you're saying about the, just the smaller streamer. Yeah, it's I think it's, rough. it's, yeah, it's like, not, not only that, but this is going off on a tangent, but like mm-hmm. Twitch is bigger than ever. It's, it's harder than ever to be noticed. Right. And discoverability is one of those major things that needs to be worked on. Mm-hmm. And like, this is, this is a good first step. It helps uh, discoverability for um, the average viewer to find, you know, new streams. It's just that I think Twitch has matured to this point where a lot of its viewers have found the communities that they want to stick with. And 
they probably have such a huge laundry list of streamers that we follow that there's only a very, very small portion of them looking for new streams. No, yeah, I actually, I totally agree with, I totally agree with that. Like this tagging system as well, to be honest, and the changes to this is just future proofing for those mm-hmm. future viewers or future newcomers to Twitch as the site hopefully keeps growing, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And that's no, one of the problems point. with live streaming in general is because I feel like on YouTube, for example, I found a ton of YouTubers that I can watch that are super small and have less than a thousand subs. And it's not that hard to find them because of their algorithmic formulas for when I'm searching for something or the recommended mm-hmm. videos for something. It's not perfect, yeah. just like any of these discoverabilities on any of these websites are not perfect so far. But yeah, it's really hard um, as a streamer mm-hmm. to make it nowadays, I oh, feel like. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, it's like I, I was going back to this. Um, it's just harder for the streamer. It's going to be easier for the viewer to find what they want. Mm-hmm. And that's if they want to, you know, go out of their way to find something new. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because for me, I feel like I've seen more of a spreading out of viewership and not really like, so like, yeah, like the top streamer in IRL night or in just chatting or in mm-hmm. ASMR or in music, they might have a little bit of a cut to their viewership usually. But then I mm-hmm. feel like the viewer, the streams that are second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth are more in line with the viewership as well, as in the viewership has kind of like spread out, right? So we don't have this viewer who has like 15,000 people and then the next person next to them has like, you know, 4,000. I feel like it's more of an evened out, leveled out type of thing, at least from when I go on and from what I see briefly when I check out those channels but i don't mm-hmm. i don't think that's kind of what you're seeing or um i it's it's hard for me to see because like i don't really have those kind of st- statistics right i just kind of look at like numbers every now and then and that's yeah, probably know. not representative of the actual picture right um no i mean so, that makes sense yeah. we gotta wait like a month we gotta wait like a couple months i guess yeah yeah and i'm sure twitch has all these numbers like somewhere they've have like this bean counter in the back just like right. crunching numbers and seeing what's going on right right i mean unfortunately tags are here uh communities are dead and uh <laughs> yeah uh you know these new categories are um are here to stay i guess you know Mm-hmm. Um, I will also say, just kind of to jump on the tags bag- bandwagon, something that I've noticed about them that I kind of want to discuss a bit. Man, I don't really like these tags, dude. <laughs> like, they're okay, they're cool, <laughs> all right. But here's my problem with these tags: these these tags cannot be set and for- set it and forget it. I don't like that mm-hmm. Twitch. Um, these tags are very representative of YouTube tags, where every time you upload a video, you are supposed to tag your video with the number of tags because of the content that's in the video. Mm -hmm. But every time I play a rerun on this channel, every time I stream, whether it be for 30 minutes or three hours, if I end the stream, then the next time I stream, before I hit the start stream button, I need to put in new tags for what the stream is going to be about, right? And every single time I put in the exact same tags every single time, family friendly and deck building, boom, done, start stream. Next stream, family right. building, deck building. Please, Twitch, let us you have a way to pin certain tags. Or if you see a, a trending history that we are using the same tag over and over again, just automatically already autofill that out for us. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Or just like, you know, keep the same tags that you had last time. Well, I mean, the tags last time weren't really like they were user submitted, right? And I think the reason why they wanted to go curated was because of trolls. Mm. There were some like troll communities, right? Like you or I could have made a community, right? 
Right, right. So I think that was a big issue. But I totally agree. I feel like they need to start rolling out some of these tags faster. And I don't know how strict they are with their curating process. Like, can you or, can you or I submit a tag and then, like, what, we have to get it voted on? Or, like, a, a number of anonymous people have to submit the same tag for them to consider it? Mm. You know? that That's my issue. Right. Um, yeah. So, it's, I, I don't think this would be difficult to code. It's probably, like, one of those things, like, on their plate that they know of. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm sure it's something that's uh, coming soon. Yeah. Um, PM. <laughs> pretty much i i will say also as well that one of the things that i discussed with a friend of mine today actually uh, i'm not sure if he wants his name out there or not so i won't mention him but it, you know he's listening he knows who he is is that you know i do, I do want to say that he gave me a couple of examples of how the community system really helps some streamers get partnership and mm. it was some things that i totally just overlooked from the last stream but there are there were people who were using communities to have like their own streamer community. And then we're kind of using that as a way for people to host and to watch other streamers, which I thought was really cool. So for the example that I was given was like, if I made a community called like the twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo community, then mm -hmm. anyone who's under that community, uh, like I'd be like, Oh, this guy's streaming under my community. That's awesome. I'm going to host him after my stream. And then yeah. like, he could see that I'm on I was like, Oh, I'm going to host him because that's the guy who hosts me and is the owner of the community. And apparently this actually helped a couple of smaller streamers I, that I have heard of, don't really watch them, become partner. Interesting. Is they basically started on Twitter and Instagram with like a, you know, I'm just going to say this, like hashtag Kubo community, let's say. And then that mm -hmm. evolved. They kind of got, gained traction. They posted that every time they went live or when they talked about Twitch stuff. And then that evolved into a hashtag Kubo community on Twitch using the actual communities feature. Hmm. Which then in turn turned into this hosting everybody when they got off stream is like, all right, let's see who's uh, streaming under my community. All right, I'm going to host them. I know Tim the Tapman also used to do this as well. He would oh, host really people that were in his community who were using the community tag. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. because that's gone now, a lot of those people who were using communities in the correct way and in the right way are upset about the loss of communities because tags just do not s supplement that. There's no way I can make a hashtag Kubo community, right? Right, so. right. That's pretty I, interesting. I didn't uh, expect that. I know. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Um, hopefully Twitch just allows us to curate more tags um, mm -hmm. and create more. It just, it's so hard because I just feel like they need a way. <laughs> like I just, I know you can just submit tags. I just don't know what the process is. Right. 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 Like, it's not like if you and I just submit one tag each, they're going to be like, yeah, okay, give it to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? There has to be like a substantial people because it's now a search wide site wide yeah. mobile wide search result type of thing right right so that's just kind of my rant about that i don't know if you have anything else to add about tags before we move on to the last big topic of the night uh no let's let's move on to the big one that's big juicy topic the big juicy topic all right so big juicy topic tonight hmm. is youtube gaming you ever heard of youtube gaming pixel it's <laughs> eh, a little thing yeah, like YouTube, whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's well, YouTube's version of their live streaming service is kind of gone. Kind of? Yeah, kind of gone. It's very weird. Um, so if you guys didn't know, their YouTube had a dedicated gaming application, uh, originally called YouTube Gaming, and it was launched in 2015, and it basically was created after. Twitch was bought from Amazon in 2014 as a competitor. Mm. And it was a way so that you could stream on video games on YouTube. The link for that was gaming.youtube.com. 
and you could also stream from your mobile phone. It was, it was essentially just a competitor to Twitch. Mm-hmm. And it is no longer here with us <laughs> anymore. Um, Interesting. It is gone, but it is not gone, which is kind of the confusing thing that I don't really understand. Um, according to uh, Ryan White, YouTube's director, he said there was confusion with the YouTube gaming app in terms of what it was for with many viewers not using most of its features and the majority of people still watching most of their gaming content on YouTube proper, which is their way of saying the original YouTube. Instead of keeping these features marooned on YouTube gaming, the company plans to make them part of the main site and retire the existing dedicated app that and site in March of 2019. So it's kind of dead, kind of gone, but I guess some of the features that were on this site, which I didn't really notice any differences, to be honest, are now being merged into the main YouTube by March 2019. And also, if you go to youtube.com slash gaming... That is where your new gaming.youtube.com is. Okay. Um, so, so what's going on is that it's just the page that's dying. The live streams are still available. They're just getting merged to another part of YouTube. Yeah, exactly. what's going on? Okay. Yes, exactly. But then also kind of on top of that, like one of the things that you could do on YouTube gaming, and uh, I just want to put a little side note here. I haven't used YouTube gaming since it first launched in 2015. So I, mm-hmm. this information could be a little bit outdated and I apologize for that. Is that you could, at the time, you could um, follow whole games. Like you could just follow Hearthstone. It would show you all the Hearthstone live streams. This was something that was not around back in 2015 for Twitch, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, you were able to see live streams and that was it. Now, apparently that's going to be, so apparently that's kind of still around, but not really. But if you go to youtube.com slash gaming, from what I understand is basically it just has like a background algorithm. And it's like, we've noticed you've clicked a lot of YouTube uh, videos under Hearthstone or under Fortnite and stuff like that. Here's a curated list of recommended videos for you to Mm -hmm. watch about Hearthstone. Here's some videos you've never watched before. Oh yeah. And here's a live stream. So apparently it, from what I saw, and it might not, it might just be that many people don't stream video games on YouTube. I don't think that's true. I think a lot of people stream videos on YouTube. It was mostly showing me curated YouTube videos. It was not showing me live streams. Interesting. Which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, So they're favoring their, you know, original intent of YouTube. Like they're favoring that kind of content as opposed to live content. Hmm. Right. And it's interesting because they were, you know, the article is like, it's basically a pl- YouTube's way of saying that it's just a place for vlog. It's not just a place for vlogs and let's plays. It ha- also has live streams just like Twitch. Mm-hmm. But oh, in general, it was, I thought this, this change makes sense. And that's why I'm like gone ish because it's basically just getting merged with YouTube. I don't ever yeah. under, ever understand why there was a separate site. <laughs> like if they, if they wanted to do a separate site, they really should have created a new domain name completely. Not even like have it associated with YouTube at all. Like, I think that the intent of the website was so totally different that they should have just split it off completely, not have like some extra, you know, thing after Mm youtube.com. They should have had, you know, something, something new. Right. Because, you know, it's, I've I've tried to navigate the YouTube gaming website Mm -hmm. and it's pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I, I just had trouble finding content. Like I was actually tr- having trouble trying to find a stream to watch. Yeah, and no, I it, it, it's, it's weird. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, like you know, 
I mean, if you're if you're used to um, looking for content on YouTube, it's kind of familiar, but it didn't really. I don't know. Just I, I just didn't like the experience that I got from it. You know. No, yeah, and the thing that I thought was weird too was like, you like so. Like, this is kind of going to get into, like, kind of the final point of this topic, but we're just going to kind of talk about basically going into other competitors, Facebook gaming, Mixer, and YouTube gaming, and stuff like that. Since mm -hmm. kind of really, this is kind of like their, I feel like this is probably YouTube's, like, final form <laughs> when it comes to, like, <laughs> trying to take down Twitch, right? In, like, the yeah, final yeah. boss scenario. Like, this is, like, hopefully they're able to take down the king. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. this is kind of their final push to do it. So, kind of this is this topic is kind of going to side note into just kind of the other streaming platforms and what they have, what they could do better, what could, Twitch could do better, at least mm -hmm. from, like, an algorithmic or UI standpoint or feature standpoint. But anyway. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, one of the when you know, so I've streamed on YouTube Gaming. I've streamed on Mixer com as well just to check them out before I, and mixer used to be hitbox and beam and stuff like that anyway but mm -hmm. um before you know when i wasn't a very big stream just to test the water see you know see what was out there stream for a day see how the ui is there's yeah sure. youtube is just it's just the youtube live streaming and i hope this is something that youtube changes because it might actually be a competitor at this point the live streaming aspect of youtube has always just been like this little add-on you know what I mean? Like they just kind of like stapled it on on YouTube or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it's always been about like on-demand video, right? So right. the the site, the way the site handles live streaming is just very strange to me. Uh, you know, I'm streaming on my YouTube channel and then, you know, there's also like a little link where they can click it to go to my YouTube gaming profile, which also has my live stream streaming and is curated more for gaming. But why do they do that? You know what I mean? There is no real dedicated way to search for YouTube live streams as well. Right. So that was kind of weird. And just like right. little yeah. random things like that as well, you know? Right, right, right. And it kind of goes back to me just saying like, hey, this feels kind of clunky. I don't really like the experience that I'm just, uh, you know, receiving from YouTube gaming. You know, Twitch is, it's just familiar and it, it works. It You see what you want to see. Yeah, exactly. And Kind of another thing I I didn't really care about either was that after you were done live streaming on YouTube, what ended up happening was your vo your past VOD just became a new uploaded video on your mm -hmm. main YouTube page, right? So then like after yeah. I was done streaming, I would have this three hour video with no chat replay of me just streaming a game, which was like super weird to me, right? Or I yeah, could make the video yeah. private. And then use the editing tools that no one freaking uses on YouTube, like the in in house oh, ones to edit. And it was just, thing. I don't know. YouTube so gaming bad. was so was is was and still is very very strange. I will yeah. say a couple of the things that they do nice though is that you have with donations you have the option of using Google Wallet, mm. which is super mm -hmm. nice. So it's harder to charge back, and that's kept on the family. And then also the stream delay is less on YouTube gaming as well. Um, yeah. I will also say that. Apparently, the gaming portion isn't that big on YouTube, but the IRL section on YouTube is pretty big. Um, yeah, minus yeah. like the top dogs that everyone can think of. There's a lot of other just like streams because you can categorize it pretty much in everything. So I've seen people who like have transitioned from Twitch to YouTube just because it makes more sense. And they can kind mm -hmm. of just like, you know, do whatever they want on YouTube in a sense and uh, categorize themselves how they want to. And it makes sense on youtube right. but i still don't think it's a platform that really like it really is kind of just like you know 
the stepbrother. <laughs> you know what I mean? That like they no one cares about. That's kind of in the corner. This, you know, the long lost cousin. Like, eh, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah. It, it's such an awkward way to do it. And um, I think that it will be interesting to see what happens to YouTube gaming and to YouTube live streaming platforms when this happens in 2019. Because I feel like there is a lot of stuff going on on YouTube that they allow to happen because they kind of have to allow it to happen to get numbers up, right? Like, mm-hmm. and what I'm and what I'm talking about is like there I get recommended so many live streams of like some channel just replaying like The Simpsons 24 hours or like Rick and Morty 24 hours, right? It's like how are these streams allowed to be on here? You know what I mean? Right, like right. I don't understand, or even just like there's streams where it's like literally just like some dude playing like random music, like clearly copywritten. Like it's a Spotify playlist, <laughs> you know what I mean? For twenty four seven, yeah. Everyone knows what we're talking about right. here. If you guys don't know that oh, channel, yeah. it's a great channel. Lo-fi hip hop, <laughs> lo-fi hip hop. I like anyway. Yeah, the lo-fi, the chill beats or whatever that one is. Like there's all these yeah, YouTube streams. Yeah. I'm like, how are these getting away with the? It, it it doesn't make sense or whatever. Um. <laughs> I kind of wanted to ask you, though, Pixel, as well, and your input on the whole YouTube thing a little bit more, as well as if you've ever visited or dabbled any other streaming websites, what you thought about them, what you thought there were some cool features that they could have done better, and uh, why you personally think Twitch is king and how it kind of rose to fame. Well, um, okay, well, let's start off uh, with the top. Uh, YouTube gaming. I mean, there's some good things about YouTube in that, like, you know, it's, it's a... It's kind of familiar. It's got a large pool of viewers already. You have a bunch of people coming over from YouTube that are watching just regular uh, on-demand content. Right. So you've got a a potential user base to come and look at your stuff. And that by itself is huge. Like that's a big plus already. Um, As opposed to just some, you know, random site that's no no one's ever heard of. Right. Um, You know, it's got some cool features that, you know, uh, Twitch could... Uh, implement like um have you ever tried using that feature where you can actually scrub backwards in time when you're watching oh live, um, yeah yeah cast? yeah 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 and you it's kind of like a like youtube a video hours yeah 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 so, yeah like, that that that's kind of cool in and of itself and then you just click a button and be like oh yeah let's go live again Dude, like, i think that's yeah. really cool if if twitch could do that but then integrate that with real-time twitch like markers that would be so cool because, like, think yeah. about that. We could be doing our podcast and someone could be coming in late and then click the mark, like, the live in real time marker to go back in time to when it started or whatever. I don't know. That would just be really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I think those are really cool features that Twitch could learn and implement. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's like cool little things like that. But, you know, all in all, I don't know. It's just YouTube doesn't really have the content creators that Twitch does. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I think Twitch is king. It's it wasn't the first streaming website, right? But I think it just kind of de facto became the one, the one place. You know, it started off as Justin TV. It was streaming like a dude sleeping twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, they found out that what really made uh, it successful was the gaming portion, right? And there really wasn't anything else that focused on that right and so they you know threw their, all their eggs in one basket they went with twitch and now that's what it is today and they had some that's... great timing i think as well right like yes i remember yes. when twitch first came out it was like starcraft 2 had just come out like maybe a couple years ago like the base starcraft 2 
and League mm-hmm. of Legends was just ramping up. Like I remember the first time oh, I really yeah. heard about League was like season three World Championship, and we watched it on Twitch at a buddy's house. I was like, "What's Twitch?" Mm-hmm. You go, "Let me show you." Right, right. Like this, this site, it's it's kind of like serendipitous, like how everything just kind of came together. Right. And not only that, but you have like amazing content creators making their home on Twitch, mm-hmm. and so if you wanted to see their content, you had to come here. You know, you there wasn't anything else to go to so like youtube gaming is already at a disadvantage because it doesn't have that content creator user base you know Mm -hmm. like sure there's a bunch of youtubers and they create lots of great content too but sometimes what they make isn't necessarily um tailored for the live streaming audience i agree yeah so like their content is very very well edited like it's very um tight it's very just like fast paced you know get to the point kind of thing right yeah um and with live streaming you're kind of meandering around you've got like one topic you kind of go to you just kind of go in and out and it's it's kind of like a highs and lows like roller coaster right yeah, and then but with the youtube like, it's like all just a uphill thing and there's never a downhill and then before the downhill exactly. happens it just ends <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> i get you and so and so, like, it's it's really hard to to captivate an audience. It, it's definitely a different kind of skill set mm-hmm. because you have to always be on for a much longer period of time. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, and that kind of just goes back. Like, uh, Twitch, I think, is king just because of those content creators that are able to live stream to an audience and be entertaining for this entire time. Right. And it's it's really all down to that. It's content is king. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Mixer like that, that was a, um, an alternative that popped up, I think it was uh, created by Microsoft. Yeah. So the history of that is it used to actually be Hitbox, and mm-hmm. there's another site called beam.pro. And then I okay. believe Hitbox bought out beam.pro and then they became Mixer and then Microsoft bought Mixer. Interesting. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. So Mixer, like they, I think they realized that content was king. Mm-hmm. And at some point, they were actually um, offering contracts to streamers to move over to that platform. Right. Facebook Gaming they, did the same thing as well recently. Yeah, yeah. So I think they were offering, what, like six figures, I think. It was a pretty substantial contract for at least Facebook. I know that it was somewhere in the six figures type of range to go to Facebook Gaming and just stream exclusively there for a year. Yeah, it's like, that's huge. Like, they, they realized that this is what they needed to to have an edge you know mm-hmm. if you have good content creators on your platform that's that's huge like that's what you need to survive you are dependent on these people to you know offer some exclusive platform to right. create to to have an audience and so yeah like it it, it sucks because like mixer still isn't taking off even though mm-hmm. like they're getting all these content creators on board Twitch is still king because it's so hard for people to leave a platform. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, okay, I have all these streamers that I follow on, on Twitch. They're like, there's probably 20 at any given time. Right. I, I don't know if I can devote my time to another platform while all, already being invested in this one. Yeah. I mean, like kind of what you, what you're saying, it kind of reminds me of like world of Warcraft, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, like I've been playing WoW on and off for like ten plus years, right? Fourteen years almost. 
Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's been quote unquote better MMOs that have come out. Let's say they have fancier UIs or they look yeah. shinier or whatever it might be. But why? Why am I going to leave WoW when all my friends are there? When I have this character that I've really invested in for years just to go somewhere else and just start all over again? No, thank exactly. you. That's yeah. Like, that's what it reminds me of and what, of what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. And if you're embedded within a community, say you're kind of like been a part of a place for like two, three years, mm-hmm. you are well known within that community. Yeah. To to break away from that or even to supplement that, it's almost like starting over again. It, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it, it's it's really hard to have a person switch from one service to another if they've already been embedded in. in oh, it. oh like, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, what was that? What was that one Google service that that was trying to compete with uh, Facebook? Google Plus. Um, Google Plus. <laughs> Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I got into beta first day, dog. What's up, dude? Everyone was asking me for an invite, dude. Yeah, I know, right? Everybody was asking for invites. You know, gimme, 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 gimme. But it never <laughs> took off because people were just so invested Ingrained. in Facebook. Yeah. They did not want to break away from that. Right, right. And exactly. it goes with almost every single service. Once you build that user base not as like maybe one percent of them will want to switch mm-hmm. and i think that's what mixer and youtube gaming like they're going it's a david and goliath thing like it's they just like, want a piece of the pie i don't i don't think they, they i don't i think you know in their dream world they're the top king but if they can even get like you know i worked for a tech company that made like tech parts and stuff like that and they knew mm-hmm. they weren't going to be king, but they were like, if we could get even like five to six percent of the pie, like this is how much money only six percent is. Like that's a huge mm-hmm. amount, right? Like they just want a piece of the pie. Sure. At sure. the end of the day, right? Yeah. No, no, I can understand that too. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I mean that's a, that's a totally plausible reason for them to want a piece of the pie because Twitch, like, I don't know what their financials are, but they. I mean, the, they were brought up by Amazon for a billion dollars, so they're definitely raking in more money than that. Right? Yeah, definitely. Sure. Oh, Otherwise, yeah. I'm Amazon sure. wouldn't be buying them. Yeah. Um, so to have like a small percentage of that is pretty sizable. We're talking like hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's it's reasonable to 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 want that, and even if it is a small portion of it. Yeah, I mean, I will say, too, just talking uh, back to you, what you're saying about the streamers moving over to other platforms, you know, there is uh, Facebook gaming and there is as well. um, I think Facebook gaming is actually way bigger than we think it is. And Mm -hmm. there's also Mixer and there's, of course, YouTube. But when they did these contracts for Mixer and when they did these contracts for Facebook gaming, a couple of streamers that I kind of watched like here and there kind of left. But, you know, Mm -hmm. no streamers that like I really would watch a lot or dedicate a lot of time to. You know what I mean? It was just like a streamer Mm -hmm. that I would watch if, you know, someone else wasn't on or something like that. And man, it's it's hard. Like good for them, like good for them for signing a six figure contract. I don't know how how the exact number is mm-hmm. good but good for them for signing it either way oh yeah yeah. but man like i went to some of these people's streams and they, maybe they were averaging you know not the highest on twitch maybe 500 to a thousand viewers on twitch i go to facebook gaming it's like 30 people it's like four, 30 to 40 viewers right now and it's so weird because like if you guys know how like facebook works right let's say or youtube works right it's just mm-hmm. so weird because it's not meant for live streaming it's very clear in that, right? Like with Facebook gaming, yeah. it shows up as a video that you can watch in your Facebook status feed. And it uses the same comment system that you comment on Facebook posts as the live stream chat. Ooh, so weird. it's just very, it's very strange. 
and there's little buttons like the happy face and the sad face that you can use for you know your likes and your like button right to react mm-hmm. to the post if you want to like emote and then there's the generic yeah, yeah. emotes as well um so you know oh it's gonna be rough That's and weird yeah yeah it, it's you know it's it's the same thing of jumping ship to another platform i you know, if they do decide to stay with Facebook, maybe you know, there's no saying that Facebook's going to give them a second year contract, right? right? And if they do return to Twitch, you know, it's it's hard. I was talking to a buddy about this earlier. Um, you know, it's it's hard to stream on Twitch and you take a break and you come back and you know, people always say, "Hey, man, I'll always be here for you, dude. Just play whatever you want, man." That's not true at all. You know what I mean? Like somebody streams like a different game, they lose sixty percent of their viewership. Some guy no, takes a absolutely. break for two weeks. They, they, you know, I know streamers. Um, they've taken a break for two to three weeks because of, you know, men- mental things. You know, they were just mm-hmm. exhausted or burned out. They come back. They've never recovered. They've never gone back to the same it's viewership so that they ever they ever had. So, yeah. you know, I'm I really I'm really hoping for those guys. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of. It's, oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. It's a yeah, it's, it's always the, the this fear that streamers have. Right. Like if you take a break, you will lose viewership. Mm-hmm. And that's what pushes a lot of streamers to do like six days a week or something like that. It's a mm-hmm. crazy schedule because they know that as soon as they stop, they lose a large portion of their viewers, like huge. Mm-hmm. And you got to keep that momentum going. You really do. Yeah. I, I will say this, guys, if you guys are thinking, in, just a little side note, if you guys are thinking of getting into streaming or into YouTube content or something like that, I would highly recommend to do both. Uh, you know, stream when you guys can and make you, I feel like YouTube content is just easier to get out there. Their algorithm, mm-hmm. while not perfect, is still better than Twitch, uh, mm-hmm. at least on YouTube. You know, I, you know, when I first uploaded a video, I did no social media on it. I got like 30 views on it. You know, it was a Heroes of the Storm video. I got a few comments on it. You know what I mean? On Twitch, um, you know, you could stream on Twitch for five hours. Your first stream, you'll, mo- you know, no offense to anyone out there, but you'll get, you know, probably zero viewers. You probably won't get any follows. You know what I mean? It's just, it's harder to get discovered. So. Uh, yeah. I feel just if you guys are starting out in co- content creating, uh, you know, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I would almost recommend YouTube just for mental sanity, <laughs> uh, to be quite honest. Um, I will say, though, I think a big reason why Twitch is the king, and this is something that's super important to me whenever I go to another streaming platform, whether that be Facebook, whether that be Mixer, whether that be Steam Gaming, <laughs> whether that be YouTube Gaming or Periscope or whatever, the thing that just feels different it doesn't feel right it feels bad to me i feel like i'm missing out is twitch chat it's twitch yes. chat that's that twitch it's the chat. dank memes dude it's honestly it's, it's the dank memes like when you, you go you go to youtube gaming you type kappa it actually shows the stupid word kappa you go to, you go to, you go to facebook gaming i type in feels bad man it ain't gonna show oh. a sad pepe it's gonna show the words feel f capital f e e l s capital b a d capital m a n and it's, it looks like basically what, what your browser looks like without better twitch tv installed exactly okay like that is one of the things that is missing from all these platforms is the dank memes and the dank emotes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, like YouTube has these generic emotes, Facebook has these generic emotes, Mixer has these generic emotes. They don't have their own Kappa. They don't have their own feels bad, man. They don't have their own resonant sleeper, right? Like the exactly, emotes are just yeah. missing. Yeah, like that's the whole thing. That's the Twitch culture. That's the culture, like the man. Thing. You cannot break away from that easily. You cannot just like separate yourself and then just like transplant yourself it's like being in a foreign country it's like yeah, moving no, yeah. to it's like moving to like colombia or something like that and, and you're just trying to speak the language of your home mm-hmm. and it's just not getting across right it's it's just not built for that you know so yeah it's sad i see i see what you're saying <laughs> because i go to youtube gaming streams and i watch people like type in all of these twitch 
you know, emotes and memes and stuff like that. And it's just not the same. It just, it falls flat. Oh, dude, the best, the best thing is like, since Fortnite's gotten so big, I feel like there's a lot of new people coming to Twitch. And like, every time I go to some of these big streamers, they're typing capital O-M-E-G-A-L-O-L. Omega lol, or they're typing <laughs> Omega O M E G A space L O L. Uh, they don't know what lol is. Like it's so good. Like you know, there's the YouTube culture, right? Like they don't know these yeah, these yeah, memes. Yeah. Like we gotta, we got you know. There, here's the thing, guys. I'm, this is a little PSA. All right, we're going, we're popping off. It's you know, podcast episodes about then. You know, there are more normies out there than there are of us. All right, and these normies are going to be coming to Twitch, and you know, you don't don't make fun of them if they're in a chat and they don't know what Omega Lol is. You know, like you know, go stand shoulder to shoulder with them, you know, embrace them, and drag them in to not make sure that they're less of a normie. I'm just saying that's how Twitch gets bigger, and that's why Twitch is honestly the king of all these streaming services is just because of the culture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm absolutely no, i have friends point. that i don't that don't know i stream but they don't watch twitch at all they don't understand it but i have gotten all of them to say feels bad man all of them and they don't even <laughs> and, and one of them just learned the other day what feels bad man actually is he just thought it was like a saying that kids said like he just i show i finally showed him a picture of pepe the frog sad and he's like oh that's what feels bad man is like yeah it's an emote like he didn't even know but he, i've been making him say wow. it for like a year plus that is amazing yeah <laughs> he types it all in lowercase too it pisses me off oh my all lowercase no caps dude like come on we're not don't savages worry. over here on twitch <laughs> don't worry we'll we'll make him see the light for sure for sure but no <laughs> you know kind of a little tangent there on kind of the differences between youtube and um mixer and twitch and what makes kind of twitch you know my my home for everything uh content creation when it comes to live streaming and stuff like that i i feel like we have something there though pixel i feel like maybe in a future episode we could talk about just streamer mental health or something like that and like sure. kind of you touched upon it a little bit like burnout and mm-hmm. just kind of like the grind and i kind of touched on as well with like the whole like hey yeah you know streamer you know We'll we'll watch you no matter what, and it's not true. People move on, unfortunately, and just it's how it is, right? Twitch is very competitive, so maybe we can touch about that in future episodes. Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, this episode definitely went longer than we thought, guys. We thought this was going to be pretty short. But uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out. I think that we should end it there. Uh, Pixel, is there any closing remarks that you want to do before we outro us out about um, any of the topics that we talked about? I don't know. I just wanted to give you a last little say. Well. Maybe not on the topics, but I just want to say, like, it's been absolutely amazing just seeing the response that we're getting from this podcast. It's crazy. Like, hearing the numbers that you've been giving me about how many downloads that we've been getting and how many people who've subscribed to these feeds, like, it's mind-blowing. I never thought that, like, we would get anywhere near this yeah. kind of um, attention. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for for listening and watching and tuning in. And I I hope we can count on your support in the future. Yeah, um, basically echoing what Pixel said, you know, when we when we started this, uh, if you guys have never been to my Twitch stream, you know, it's fairly small. Um, for most part, I get under 10 viewers, you know, sometimes if I'm lucky above that. So we were thinking that this would just kind of be for a friends and family thing and to be a creative outlet and stuff like that. And I think it's been very it's been great for both Pixel and I to kind of realize that there is a world like outside of Twitch, <laughs> which is nice. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to see that, you know we have viewers in our social media on Twitter or on Facebook or on iTunes or wherever we post the podcast, you know what I mean? That it's reaching a far larger, greater audience than 
we did mm-hmm. before. And uh, I really appreciate you guys for coming by the live streams every week or even just subscribing to the download feeds as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Pixel, actually, let's do this first. Uh, you can find us, uh, Deep Thoughts Podcast, on iTunes as well as Stitcher and as well as Anchor as well. Uh, you can come check us out um, every Tuesday uh, evening, 9.30 p.m. PST. We uh, try to stream around that time. Uh, if you guys are audio listener- listeners, we'd love to have you here. You guys are actually listening to the audio a day late <laughs> because it takes about <laughs> 24 hours for the audio to be approved onto the various podcast networks. So if you guys you know, haven't, come on over. It would be great to see all of our 800, I think it's 900 now, 900 plus downloaders, whoever you people are out there, uh, over at the live stream, twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo. Um, so come, che- come check out the podcast uh, there as well. I think that it would be really beneficial for you guys to actually see what we look like and stuff like that. <laughs> so that would be helpful as well. Um, also, if you guys want to and you guys have a Twitter, you can also follow the podcast Twitter at twitter.com dthoughtspod. I know it sucks. It was the only thing that we could get. But if you guys want to follow that as well, you can go check that out there. Uh, Pixel, best co-host slash worst co-host of the, uh, the various podcasts I do, which is one. Where can people find you this week? Um, you can always find me at Twitter, uh, pixelpusher101. Uh, there's no underscore, but there is an underscore if you visit my Twitch channel. So pixel underscore pusher101. Awesome. And uh, he will be streaming soon TM. Soon TM. From what I've been told. (laughs) Um, As you guys know, my name is Kubo. You can follow me on my live stream, twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo. I don't stream too frequently uh, right now just because life's been pretty busy. So for updates on when I'm going live, which is usually in the evening times around 9 to 9.30 p.m. PST, you can follow my Twitter at twitter.com slash Ryan Kubo. And uh, also, if you want to see snippets of my life or selfies of me, or if you want to check out our awesome dim sum that we're going to have on Saturday that yeah. Pixel and I are going to consume, you can go follow me on Instagram.com slash Ryan Kubo as well. Uh, thank you guys so much. This has been Episode 8 of Deep Thoughts Podcast, and uh, hopefully we'll have enough news to talk to you guys next week. Take care. Cool. See you guys. <laughs>